on today's episode of Doubly Negative. The Sad Boy Club reunites. Chris and Kyle revisit their depression talk, inspired by Kyle's recent post on Patreon, which one reader described as amazing. So please subscribe to that Patreon. And also, if you like what we're doing, follow the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, download, share with a friend, get the name out there. Here we go! You know how... Sometimes, you know, girls, they have roommates or they work in the same office and they end up syncing up their cycles. Have we synced up our depression cycles? <laughs> they say home is where the heart is, so I wonder why your motherfucker always feeling heartless. Welcome to episode 33 of Doubly Negative. As always, I'm Chris, here with my friend Kyle. Kyle, how are you? Hi, Chris. I'm okay. How are you doing? I am also just okay. Um, so you, we're going to jump right into it. Right into it. You know, fuck the small talk. Okay. Yeah. So you had a post on the Singly Negative on October 10th. Today's the 13th for all of you listening. Mm. This will be out Monday. So we're a little uh, behind about you being depressed. And I saw it today because I don't, I, it's not like something I check daily, but obviously I'll check to see like, oh, did anyone subscribe? What did Kyle post? And I've found the post very relatable at the moment. Hmm. And I, I didn't know that you were currently going through a depressive period. Because we haven't, we haven't recorded in like a week, week and a half maybe. So we haven't really talked that much, just like small stuff on Instagram. But So what's going on? What was the inspiration for that post? Well, I haven't been feeling that way the whole time. It kind of ebbs and flows. And uh, the title of the post is actually what depression feels like for me. So over the past few weeks, I've kind of felt it here and there and kind of wanted to write about it. And then as I explained in the, in the first couple paragraphs of the blog post, I thought there was some value in explaining exactly what it feels like. Some of the more specific feelings because it's kind of more complicated than people that don't feel it probably understand. And even even people that do feel it probably haven't usually tried to nail down some of the more specific feelings. So that's that's what I was trying to do because I noticed there were some very specific things I was feeling and that's what I wanted to write about. Yeah, and I just want to note that, you know, as I was reading it, I will not learn a little bit about myself, but I mean, I'll go back a little bit. So last episode, I had mentioned I had been feeling like apathetic lately, like not excited for anything, stuff like that. And, you know, I've just been tired all the time. And then like reading your post, I was like, oh, okay. So maybe I was depressed before I knew that I was in like a depressive like mindset, you know, like before I just described it to you as apathetic, like, oh, I don't feel like I'm sad or anything like that. And then, you know, it took me to like a week ago to realize, all right, maybe I'm just like really depressed right now um, for no reason at all. So that's why I really enjoyed your post, because me going through a depressive stage didn't even realize it until a couple of weeks in. And I was like, oh, all right, that's that's why. Well, yeah, thanks for the kind words about the post. But uh, I think that 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 always happens to me. And that happened to you before too, right? You, like that post you had in Patreon was called depressed in hindsight. Yeah. And I think that's a very common experience because unless it hits you like a like a train or something, it, it can it can be very gradual. I've written about that in the past before too. 
where you kind of just sink into it. And it's very subtle. Uh, it's not like you just wake up and you're just like, ah, oh, fuck my life. It's just, uh, yeah, it's some of the things you described on the podcast last time. You just start to care less. And, and yeah, that's happened to me in the past, too, where I'll just say, oh, I didn't even realize how depressed I was. And it, it, that usually happens after I come out of it, or sometimes it happens when it's just getting worse. But, but yeah, that's, that's common experience for me, too, not even really realizing it. Yeah, and you know what just popped in my head? Not even last episode, but like a few episodes ago, I had mentioned, oh, I'm eating whatever I want right now, and I'm just okay with it. Mm-hmm. Do you remember yes. that? I think that was when it was like starting. Like I felt like, oh, this is just the new me. Like I'm good with this. And then it slowly just turned into me realizing, oh, I'm depressed right now. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, that could be part of one of the things I wrote about too. It's like, because uh, the last section I ended on was that it's kind of an embarrassing or shameful thing to admit to others and, and even to yourself. So we might have this tendency to always be like, no, I'm fine. Especially because it's not like, if it's not super severe, it, it's not the end of the world. You can still function and everything. So you're just like, no, nah, I'm fine. Yeah. Even if you're not feeling quite right. So I, I don't know what it was for you, but but sometimes that's that's the same thing for me is I will be feeling uh, pretty low, but I'll just tell myself, no, nah, it's, it's normal or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. And, and Do you think like subconsciously, you're just telling yourself, no, you're not depressed, like you're going to be okay, just trying to like reassure yourself subconsciously? Could be, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know, man. Even like looking back at it, like I should have known, like, oh, I'm okay eating whatever the fuck I want and I'm comfortable with it. I'm just okay with myself. It's like, no, that's not the case right now. You had even pointed out when I said it, are you just trying to comfort yourself? And I was like, no, I'm good, man. <laughs> well, uh, be- you pointed it out right away. Be, be more specific about the post. Um, like, what, what was it that made you think that? Well, it was very well structured, your post. First first of all, you like kind of defined depression. You talked about what you feel when you're going through it. Uh, you took some references from articles online, and you, you laid it out very, very well. And I'm not saying your post made me realize, oh, I'm depressed, because this is something I brought up to my wife a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Um but it just, I don't know, kind of reading it was like, oh, Kyle's going through this. I was going through this as well, but I didn't realize that could be from depression. Because we've talked about it a bunch, but I mean, I'm no expert on the subject. Well, well, again, like specifically, like, because uh, that's the whole point of the article. I was talking about specific things that might be symptoms. Oh, that I'm going through. Yeah. Okay, so tired all the fucking time. Tired all the time, no matter how much sleep I get, how much coffee I drink, exhausted and don't want to do anything. Yeah, that's that's like number one, I think. Yeah, like having just like small talk conversations for me right now are so exhausting. Yeah. Like honestly, the only person I want to talk to right now is like you and my wife. That's it. Aww. Yeah, I just don't, I don't have the energy for it, I feel. I think, I think that's the biggest one and that's, that's also led to like a lot of confusion. I used to think about this a lot more, but like you ever, you ever heard of like fibromyalgia? Yeah. I, okay. So there's a number of different conditions that have fatigue as their number one symptom. And I think a lot of people feel just overall fatigue and then they want an answer for what it is. And I, I remember like a few years back, fibromyalgia was like a really big thing. And everybody was like, I think I have fibromyalgia. And, uh, I don't know. I think a lot of people maybe just felt depressed. Well, I don't even know. Maybe I shouldn't say that. What is fibromyalgia? I was going to ask you to define it for the people that don't know know because I'm not 100% sure. (laughs) But um, yeah, you should totally Google that. Give us a little example. But I know what you're saying when you say like, oh, there's got to be a reason why I'm tired. 
But that's the thing about depression. It doesn't have to be surrounding an event in your life that makes you feel sad. It could just be a thing, you know? Because right now, honestly, I would say my life is pretty perfect. I don't have any problems. Everything's going smoothly. But for some reason, I'm bummed and don't feel like doing anything or talking to people. Right, yeah. So I think when, when people don't have anything that can make them depressed, they think that can't be it. Let's rule that out. Well, this is a point that you've brought up a few times, uh, and it's a, it's a really good point, but it's like that's that's the main difference. If it's if there's a reason, then it's not really depression, I think. It's like that's Yeah, just, that's just circumstantial sadness. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's like the main thing, I think. I, I remember you brought that up with Nick, uh, who we're going to have on again soon, right? Yes. I was going to ask him to come on for this episode, but it was kind of last minute, like, hey, we're recording Wednesday, want to come on, but he is going to be on soon, so subscribe, follow, do all that stuff, yeah. What about um? Because because my favorite point, uh, the, the I think the reason I started writing about uh, the post was about the corrupted thoughts. I um, that's something I've been thinking about for a while, and I never really put it down into words. But do you know what I'm talking about there? Yeah. Um. And honestly, that's something I also didn't think about until I read your post. So lately, for some, I just feel like I'm a bet like as far as like people don't want to be around me. And I actually brought this up with my therapist a few weeks ago. Because I'll go through phases where I think like, oh, all my friends hate me and I'm I'm annoying and they would rather me not be talking right now. So I should stop. And that's something you brought up in your post as well. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. And there's no there's no reason for it. But you're just like, oh, man, like I'm, I'll find myself like texting a group chat and being like, oh, maybe that was too much. Maybe they're going to hate me for that. Maybe they're not receiving that the way I meant it to be received and they're going to hate me for it. Like I, I have those same thoughts. Exactly. Yeah. And the the whole thing is very interconnected. And that's why I was actually having a kind of a, a harder time writing it as I went on because every single, so I, I structured it into different headings like corrupted thoughts and then different things, and, but they're all connected. And that's what makes it so confusing um, if you're feeling it. But uh, you, you can't really say which one causes which or where where they come from. But it's just this web. And if you're having corrupted thoughts like that, and I, I define corrupted thoughts as like um, a thought that's not really, like, like you said, like that's a perfect one, right? Uh, people find me annoying. That could come from any, anywhere. That could be like a low, low esteem thing or I, I don't know. But it just pops up in your head and then it starts affecting you day to day. Even if you know it's not really true, like your friends like you, obviously, but it's just there and then it affects you. And maybe that's going to make you more tired um, or maybe being tired made that thought in the first place. And uh, li like I said in the post, too, there's like it's not just one at a time. You could have a bunch of corrupted thoughts like that when you wake up in the morning. And uh, yeah, they, they will really sap your energy. It sucks. Yeah. And even in the moment, sometimes I'm like, oh, that's kind of irrational to think, but I can't shake like the feeling that it's true. Exactly. Yeah. Brutal. Brutal. Um, so have you had that feeling like I, you were working out uh, a decent amount recently. Um, now you're kind of in this period where you're not feeling fantastic. Are you still working out regularly or is that slowed down as well? Because I haven't been working out whatsoever. I've done no physical activity. Um, it's, it's still pretty consistent. There's been a couple more days off due to things here and there. But um, but the working out is pretty consistent. What did really fall off, though, was I was very strict on uh, on my diet. And then I just found reasons to jump off of it. And um, one of the big ones, and it, 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 again, this is probably just a corrupted thought. But um, my friend Matt is leaving very soon. He's leaving Bali in like three days or something like that. 
and we just have more like he wants to go out and do things. And then I'm like, oh, well, we're going out and doing something so I can just I can just eat whatever I want. And then that kind of snowballs. So, uh, yeah, my diet sucks again. And uh, that's probably contributing. Yeah. Like you almost find yourself finding excuses on why you can do it. Yeah. Just to justify it in your own head. Yeah. And a pretty good example all the time. A pretty good example, too, like, well, working out specifically is I got that first vaccine. Uh, so I, I there's two doses of the one I got. Um, I got the first one a few months ago when I was I had a lot of energy and I got the vaccine and then I immediately went to the gym and I was like, I know this might make me tired. The vaccine like it, that's one of the side effects, right? It makes you sore and tired. Yeah. I was like, let me get let me let me work out before that happens. And I just got in the gym and that's like kind of crazy. But I, I had the energy to do that. Um, yeah, and it was something that was important to you at the time. Yeah, yeah, and then yesterday I got the second one, and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to go to the gym today. So that's just like kind of a, a very subtle but like pretty real example of the difference in energy. I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. And and today, like, I feel sore and tired, and I think that's real from the vaccine. Like, I feel a little bit sick, but if it was a few months ago, I'd probably be ready to go to the gym anyway. And today, I just don't want to. Yeah, but it is a massive difference. I know you said it's like a small, subtle thing, but. You went from, oh, I'm going to go to the gym before I get the vaccine or right after it so I can get this in before, you know, I feel symptoms. And now before you even know if you're going to get symptoms or not, you're saying, no, I, I'm not going to go. I mean, the vaccine, I, I can get symptoms, you know, like I can't go to the gym. Yep. Yeah, you're right. My, my hands are tied. <laughs> my hands are tied, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know what it is, the vaccine. Yeah, exactly. I'm pro-vax here. Yep. So it's, um, it is a massive difference. And I've been getting, like, phantom soreness. Like, the other day, my legs were sore for no reason whatsoever. I did nothing to make them sore. Woke up, they were sore. And I think maybe because it was a day where I was like, I'm going to go to jujitsu tonight. And then I'm like, oh, you know, my, my legs are sore. Oh, all of a sudden, I got a stomach ache. Like, there's a reason why I can't go. And I'm just looking for those reasons, really. Well, dude, I think it might be fibromyalgia because I Googled it. And it is um, widespread muscle pain and tenderness often accompanied mm -hmm. by fatigue and altered sleep, mood, and memory. I don't know. That sounds a lot like depression to me. Did they just make up a physical condition to make people more comfortable with depression? That, that sounds exactly like depression to me. It sounds like it's just copy and pasted from what is depression. Um, but no, I am convinced I have fibromyalgia now. So I'm fine. I just have a sickness and I need medicine for it. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's all, that's all I took from that. Only one of us is in therapy right now. So, uh, does your, does your therapist know about this or have you talked about it? Well, not really. Cause I've been seeing her on an every other week basis. Right. And I didn't see her last week. I saw her the week prior. I, I thought it was every week. Well, I, it's been going every other week now. Oh, you switched. I switched a little bit. I was doing well. And you know, it's one of those things where, I can adjust as I go, mm -hmm. where I think if I need to go next week, I think I'll benefit from it. I'll go that week, but I'll um, pick and choose when I go. But I was going to bring it up last week, but I didn't. I told my wife that, and she was like, why didn't you bring it up? It's your therapy session. I was like, well, I didn't want to interrupt the flow of the conversation. Like We were just going, so I just kept going. So that's why I didn't bring it up. So that's on me. That was kind of stupid. Have you, and then, sorry, have you had another session since our last episode? Because I think you said that same thing or maybe it happened again. I don't know. No, I said that same thing and I haven't had another session since. And okay. she's on vacation, so I'm not going again until next week. Got it. Okay. But I'm definitely going to bring all this up this time because it's still going on. 
And I thought, all right, it's just going to be a couple of days of me feeling not excited, tired. But no, it's been a few weeks now. There's another um, thing that, that this whole thing. Have harder. you ever thought of going on antidepressants? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, the, the closest I got was a few years ago. And I was feeling I was feeling worse than I am now. And I told my mom about it. And she told me that she was on them. And she told me she went to her uh, PCP, primary care physician, yeah, her doctor, and they noticed something and they, and they suggested it. And um, she got on them and she said they helped a lot. And uh, she, she said, you, why, why don't you do that? It's pretty simple. And I actually kind of tried to do the same thing. I went to a doctor and um, I, I, went, I went to a walk-in clinic. And I said, yeah, I'm feeling this way. And actually, I cried, dude. Uh, explaining that to a stranger, I never really did that in my life before. This was a few years ago. Yeah, it's got to feel weird. It was very weird because... Especially because it's not like a therapy session. You're not going in there to get things off your chest. It's just like, a, hey, I'm feeling this way. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was feeling so low, dude. And um, to actually go seek help, like, in this way, that's kind of admitting to yourself and other people, like, it's, it's pretty bad, so... I remember I drove to this walk-in clinic and I'm just feeling like shit and I go in and I see a nurse and she's like, so what's up? And I have to explain because a walk-in clinic is usually for something kind of urgent. Yeah, like, oh, I have I have like a massive gash on my arm. Right. Stitch this up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just tell her like I'm feeling, feeling depressed and I remember I started crying and she said, oh, well, we don't really do that here. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> um and then she just said, well, we have this list of referrals. And, and actually, I, sh I should have started this story a little bit differently. I forgot because before that, I had actually tried to make appointments with different therapists in the area and everybody was booked. And then this nurse gives me the same list of people that I've already called and I felt even more helpless. And she was nice. Like, it wasn't her fault. But I just said thank you and I left. And then uh, I just kind of dealt with it for a little while longer. And eventually, I got better on my own. But uh but yeah, I was uh, I was ready to take something at that time. Uh, I just didn't. That's kind of terrible, don't you think? Like you were like at a very low point. Like obviously you weren't suicide. You didn't kill yourself, so that's good. But there are <laughs> some people that would be in that same position that are thinking about doing just that. Oh. And you know, oh, there's no therapist that can help me. Uh, the nurse can't help me, and she just gave me a list of people I already called. So I guess that's it. Yeah, yeah, and that's fucking awful. Yeah, and uh, another thing that I wanted to mention about the whole thing is, like, it makes everything harder. So I, I would call this, like, e even getting a therapist appointment, that's that's kind of a chore. And to do that takes some energy and willpower, and you don't want to do that. So I remember, like... You don't have the energy or willpower to do that. Yeah, so I was, I was feeling super bad, and, like, even calling one therapist was like, ugh, I had to really, like gather up the strength to do it and then they say oh well we don't have any appointments for two months or or they don't even answer and then you have to leave a message and yeah it sucks it makes everything harder yeah i didn't even make my first therapy appointment my wife did there you go and now i make them every week because she does it while i'm there so yep. but honestly if i had to like call in every week make the appointment i guarantee you i wouldn't still be going <laughs> um so I kind of want to circle back to the whole, you know, not being able to get an appointment, getting the list of doctors that you already called but couldn't get an appointment with. Did it make you feel not important? Um, I don't know if I felt specifically like I wasn't important 
Because if you think about it, like you're at a really low state, they're saying we can't really help you. Like if you went in there with like for the example I used earlier, the gash on your arm, they're going to help you. Right. You went in with an actual problem, but it's not something you can physically see. And they were like, ah, well, you can call this doctor if you need. Right. Well, that, that's a good point. And I guess it's like, I guess it's like if, if going with the gash example, it's like if they had no doctors that specialized in gashes. So there's there's really nothing they can do because I think that's how they 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 feel like they are not equipped to handle that problem. Oh, it's certainly not on them. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's not like you're not important. It's just like, well, we can't help you, but here's a list of doctors that specialize in gashes. But I guess you're right because if it was if I was bleeding, they would probably try harder or something. But but yeah, it's it's a weird thing. It's it's a weird thing, isn't it? I don't know. I never really like talking about it and saying these things out loud is making me like you know all right you can't see it so you're not going to treat it there i know you're not equipped for it but i feel like something could be done if there's something very urgent they'll find a way to make it work they'll transfer you to another hospital asap you know there's something that can be done like no one's ever been like hey i'm dying i need help now and they've said oh well we don't have any specialists here so just go die you know what I mean? Well, that's the thing too, because it is it, it is invisible, right? And it, unless you yeah. tell them it's urgent, like if if I said, "Hey, I'm gonna kill myself," I think the reaction would have been different. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But all they can say is, "Hey, are you gonna kill yourself?" And if you say no, then it doesn't seem urgent. So kind of on you. Yeah. Good point. All right. You convinced me. I, I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. It's just. It's uh. No, it, that makes sense. I'm sure I would have had a different reaction if you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna kill myself. I'm super sad." I'm sure something would have happened. So, Jake, cut out the last twenty minutes. Oh no, no, I think that's all. No, no, I'm just kidding. All I'm relevant. Kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, have you done? I guess we can kind of move off it a little bit. But have you done anything to try to? What steps are you taking to try to get yourself out of this funk, if any? Well, there's the normal bullshit that I always try to do, and. Sometimes it's harder and some, and, you know, right now it's, it's harder, but meditation, eating right, exercise, I think those are all good, but that's what I'm trying to do. And then there's also like, I, I mentioned on the podcast that I did try to get a therapist and I, I didn't really explain exactly what this is, but I'm getting closer. So I'll explain now. So I was writing for that website, the mental health website that I mentioned a couple times, and they offer, it's, it's exactly like uh, the one that Nick works for. Yep. So I had a very professional relationship with my boss and, and she would send me articles to work on and I would write about them. She's, she's the owner of this website. So one time, uh, a few weeks, it was over a month ago now, it's kind of crazy, but I wrote her this email and I said, hey, the articles are going well. By the way, I think I could benefit from therapy too. Could you refer me to someone? Because I know there's probably a conflict of interest like me and you Me and you are not going to talk, but could you refer me to someone? And she said, oh, yeah, thank you so much for letting me know. I'll work on it, right? And mm -hmm. then over the next few weeks, she started saying, well, you're in Indonesia. I don't know about the laws there regarding therapy. I don't know if we can even provide this. And that was a little confusing to me, but I understand She's got to do her due diligence. I don't, I don't even know what the interest, the, the conflict would be, but she had to look into it. Yep. So it's kind of the same thing as I dealt with last time. It's like, well, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try to get you help, but not, not yet. And it just it wasn't urgent to get. I, I don't know. What if I said I was going to kill myself? But anyway, uh, it took her about a month. And then she finally emailed me and she said, well, we couldn't figure it out. We don't even know what's going on in Indonesia. So we're just going to assume that they don't have any problems. Um, and here's, here's a link to a referral and I have that link now. 
all I got to do is make an appointment and then I can have a consultation with somebody. And I'm, I'm going to do that. But I just haven't been able to click the buttons. I just haven't really felt like it. But uh, I, I will do that before the next podcast, I promise. How about we do it live on air? Uh, you want me to click the buttons now? It's not live since it's recorded. Click the button. All right. No, because I feel like it, there's reasons why you could keep pushing it off. And I think you should click the fucking button. All right. If there's a lot to fill out. We'll have Jake cut this part out. Well, cut some of it out. But uh, click the goddamn button. Make the consultation. All right. I, I'm, I'm opening it up right now. So in the in the meantime, why don't you tell me what, what yours has been feeling like right now? Well, to kind of piggyback off the question I asked you as far as things I'm doing to uh, try to get out of the funk, uh, not much. I haven't been meditating. I did get a haircut for the first time in two months. Okay. I, you know, I trimmed the beard up get the confidence going, try to just look better. I've also been throwing in small little like, oh, I'm going to do push-ups and crunches tonight, or I'm going to use the resistance bands, but very, very minimal. Okay. But nothing has really like caught on. Obviously, the haircut, hair's cut, I don't have to worry about it. Nice. Fantastic. But as far as like the exercising and stuff, eating, but I haven't done much of anything to pull myself out of it. And it's not that I don't want to. Like, there are things I want to do, but I find excuses on why I don't have to or shouldn't. What do you mean? Uh, are you talking about the same type of excuses I was talking about? Like, oh, I got the vaccine, so I'm tired, like that type of thing? Yeah. Oh, tough day at work. I can't go do that right yeah. now. I should just relax. Just stuff like that. Just finding reasons to not do these things. And that's also, you know, part of the, the depression where, you know, it's you're making these excuses because you just don't have the energy or want to do these things because you are depressed. There was um, one of those self-help guys I liked uh, years ago, and he said something that always stuck with me. And it was about this same thing. And it was about when you have the decision to do something or not and you decide, well, I don't have the energy. And he said, it doesn't actually work like that. It's the opposite. It's like if you do it, you get more energy. And if you don't do it, you're never going to save up energy if you're feeling like that. And um, I think it's true to an extent. Sometimes you just can't do it. I think that's very true. But if you can, you, you usually find that it, it, it gives you energy rather than takes away. And if you don't, like I, that's that's what I'm going through right now. I just laid in bed all day yesterday. And it's, it's a little bit of a different circumstance. But still, I didn't get more energy. I just got more tired. Oh, yeah, dude, I took the first nap I've taken in a really long time, and it was just because I didn't feel like doing anything else. I wasn't even necessarily like that tired, but I was just like, I'm going to lay in bed, look at my phone, and then eventually that turned to, I'm just going to close my eyes because I'm bored. Yep. Okay, so I'm filling out this form here. Um, um, yeah. What's your social? I can help you fill this out. Just, um, eight, yeah, what's five, the social? Two. Oh, okay, cut, cut. So what type of session are you interested in? Individual therapy or life coaching? Uh, what are your hopes or goals for your work with us? Hmm, let's see. Okay, so first one, individual therapy, yeah. obviously. Not to make a decision for you, but you're, we've talked about life coaches before, and you're very anti-life coach. Well, I don't know. The distinction that, uh, I don't know if we want to go into this, but the what I ended up learning from the website that I was working on is that life coaching is more... Like therapy is more about handling your symptoms and about making you feel better. Whereas life coaching, she was explaining, is more about achieving goals in your life. So when you put it in that kind of a paradigm, I kind of understand it. But but there's yeah. a, okay. And she also said this too. Like there's a lot of life coaches out there. You don't need to have any um, qualifications. So I guess that's what I'm more uh, 
disgusted by is life coaches that just call themselves life coaches. And I don't even think you were more so disgusted with life coaches like the actual profession. You were more disgusted with people who pose as life coaches because they have a few followers on Instagram. So I think that's important to note. (laughs) It wasn't you being like, life coaches, you suck. It's people on Instagram that think they're life coaches. You suck. And especially because there's so many, um, as you know, I'm living in Bali, which is not interesting, but there's so many um, not people that call themselves life coaches here and they fit that description. So, but anyway. Yeah. So it's very different from what the actual profession is. What are my hopes or goals, Chris? I would say to better understand yourself, really, how to bring yourself out of these phases on your own. Obviously, you won't be able to do that all the time. But I feel like um, for me in therapy with the anxiety, I'm learning how to like cope with it better and how to control it and like bring those levels down in the moment. Okay. So maybe your goal is to learn how to control your own emotions. I said um, improved personal understanding, improved ability to deal with low moods and define purpose, direction in life. Yeah. See, you're the fucking writer. You say it way better than I do. No, but you you, you help me get those words out. Okay. Next question. Is there anything else you'd like to share with your counselor or coach in advance of your first meeting? Should I talk about my dick? Um, Yeah. Say, start with a dick check-in. Okay. Let's see. My dick Um, has been... I mean, this is on you. I don't want to like bring this out of you on the podcast. We can cut it out if you want, but... How honest do you want to be with them up front? I mean, you have suspicions that you may be bipolar. You have uh, suspicions that you have depression. Well, not suspicions. You're certain you have depression. Um, Do you want to bring that up before going in there? Or do you want them to draw these conclusions on their own? That's an excellent question, Chris. And something that you might be uh, a good person to talk about that with because you've already been through this process. It's like I've also wondered that about even dentists and doctors before. Like, if you've got a problem and you know it, do you want to, like, test their um, their skills by not even mentioning it in the first place? Or do you want to try to help them as much as possible? Uh, that, that's, that's a really good question. What, what do you think? Well, I feel like with doctors and therapists, it's different, right? So if you have a known issue with a doctor, something you need to get checked out, it's not about testing their skills. Because with the therapist, you're not an expert. So you don't know if you actually have bipolar disorder like you brought up. Right. But the point of you not telling them would be to kind of not put their mind in that state where they're going to start thinking, okay, maybe he does have bipolar. He thinks he has this. He told me this. I'm going to draw my assumptions from there. Like if you hold that back and you just kind of be yourself, be open in therapy, will they come to that same conclusion you came to? Right. That's difficult, man. Yeah, that's like a t- I wouldn't know what to put there because I, like, I don't know if I'd want them to you know, go in thinking, okay, this person has bipolar. Well, what did you do in your in your first session or whatever? Did you kind of come right out with it? Like, I think I'm feeling depressed or did you just go really, w- w- yeah, what did you do? Well, it started really like surface level and that's on me because I didn't really want to open up right away. I wanted to make sure I felt comfortable with my therapist because it's not like you meet someone. I know it's their profession to do this, but you don't just meet someone and feel comfortable enough to tell them all your deepest, darkest secrets and like all the problems you're having. Right. It's a very vulnerable thing. Like it's not something it's it's not comfortable to tell someone, oh, I'm feeling this way. Like when you went to that walk in and you were talking, you were depressed and you and you cried. I mean, part of those tears may have come from feeling better that you talked about it. And part of that might have came from like fear and feeling like you're admitting you have a problem that you can't help and you need help with it. 
You know what I mean? Right. Um, with my therapist and I, it was kind of just like very surface level, talked about certain things and eventually I opened up more and, um, I never came out and was like, oh, I think I have anxiety. I'm anxious. That was something she drew from her own conclusions with our conversations. Hmm. I think I was aware of it. I wasn't hiding it from her intentionally because obviously I was like, hey, I get nervous when this happens or I don't know. So it wasn't something I was hiding intentionally, but, um... I didn't come out and say, I think I have this, this, and this, because I didn't want, you know, I'd rather have the professional figure out what's going on with me rather than me put that in their ear. Yeah. And if we go with um, the conversation we had with Nick, who is, um, maybe we should mention this too for anyone that didn't listen to that episode, but he is, um, he's a psychologist, right? Yes. On uh, better, no. Better help. Better help. Yeah. And we kind of talked about this. Bleep that out. No free ads. We kind of talked about this same issue with him. And he said, um, I think I think what he said was that uh, he doesn't really deal with the diagnosis itself. Like he kind of avoids putting a label on it. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was, um, especially if you don't have a diagnosis, because he, he would rather just talk to you about how you're feeling rather than put like a big label on it and then go from there. Yeah, that's exactly what he said, actually. Hmm. So maybe, I don't know. I'm very torn. I'm, I'm very torn whether I should say it or not. Um, all right. So read the question out loud once again, Is there because we've gone off a little bit just to remind people. Is there anything else you'd like to share with your counselor or coach in advance of your first meeting? Is there anything you would like to share? Um, I think it's worth mentioning the depressive periods because it's something you're going to mention either way. It's a very general question. I could just say that I really like Squid Game. Um, the new Netflix series, uh, or I could say that... Uh, We're going to shift gears here. <laughs> this is now a show review podcast. Did you actually watch Squid Game? Yeah, did you? I loved it. It's fantastic, right? Episode 7, dude, Waterworks. Waterworks. Are you sure Are you sure it wasn't episode 6? Because that's the one that people... Maybe, use- maybe it was episode 6, the marbles, the marble game? Yeah, that, that was episode 6, yep. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> when she said, I'm, I was honored, I'm honored to be your partner, lost it. Oof. Rough, right? And I lost it. Really rough. And you know what's funny? So Michelle, my wife, was crying. And what I do when I'm also ready to cry at a scene is I'll laugh at the fact that she's crying, like kind of like busting her chops. But really, I'm just hiding my own tears because I'm tearing up almost every time I laugh at her. We're tearing up. <laughs> and it's to hide it. Uh, it's a little bit of a, a diversion. Yeah. It's a super like, oh, yeah, ha, ha, look at you. You're crying. And I'm just like <laughs> underneath it all. So, honey, you listen to every episode, now you know. Okay, back to Squid Game. So, what were you saying? I, I ended up just saying uh, I haven't been feeling so great lately in that box. Very general, but we'll see. We'll see. And then they asked me, if in the U.S., what is your primary state? I said, I am outside of the U.S. And now they said, why did you choose this website? I'm just going to say I have uh, work for this website as a freelancer uh, and complete appointment I'm clicking the button so now do you actually have to make an appointment here or is it they're gonna call you I made an appointment for Saturday at 1 a.m. because the time zones are so fucked okay so I was like 1 a.m. I don't know if they're gonna be open and this is a 30 minute free consultation is what I just made an appointment for and you said this is which day Saturday Saturday uh, so it'll be Saturday, 1 p.m. for you, but for me, it will be 1 a.m. Oh, I get it, because they're not based in Indonesia. So, okay. I'm a moron. The whole time I was like, it's going to be 1 a.m. for you, dude? Yep. 1 p.m. for, like, uh, okay. I get it, because they're not 
It's not going to be 1 a.m. for them. It's going to be 1 p.m. Got it. Right. Yeah. And I, uh, I did it. I clicked the buttons. All right. So, so I got to ask now, how do you feel knowing that you did it? Is there a sense of relief? Like, uh, are you excited? Like what? There's got to be some sort of feeling going through you right now. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm happy that I finally did it because I knew I was going to do it anyway. But uh, to actually do it feels good. And I don't know. Uh, we'll see. But I see a picture of the guy. He looks all right. He's got glasses. That's trustworthy. Is he handsome? Uh, he's not bad. He's not bad. All right. I'm not convinced, but just from your tone. Well, he's not like but, conventionally, you know, he's not a movie star, but he's all right. All right. Okay. Fair enough. I'm excited for you. This is good. We'll see. So now you get to hear Chris and Kyle both talk to therapists and then come talk to you guys about what we talked to our therapist about. Yeah, the Sad Boy Club, uh, the Sad Boy Club really leveled up, didn't it? Yeah, we did. Even though, you know what, though? I was thinking about it today. Like, you know how sometimes, you know, girls, they have roommates or they work in the same office and they end up syncing up their cycles. Have we synced up our depression, our depression cycles? Possible. <laughs> I, I mean, it might be because I feel like we went from being depressed and then, you know, everything was going well. And it had been a while since either of us had been sad. And then all of a sudden... I start feeling these symptoms, not sure what it is. And then I look at your blog today and I'm like, I think our cycles are syncing up. Well, dude, I've actually joked about that in the past. Like it feels, I, I don't know what it feels like to be on your period, but I've joked about like, it, like I feel like I'm on my period when I'm feeling depressed because it's, some of the symptoms are the same, like tired, sore, irritable. Irritable has been a really big one for me lately. Uh, do you get that? I do get that. But you know what? I've been pretty good at controlling it. Like, I had a rough day today. So it's all small things. And I just, I'm going to start off by saying I was not mad at my wife during any of this. Mm. All right. But. <laughs> no, no, there's no but. I was not mad at her. I knew none of it was her fault. Okay. So in our driveway, we park front to back. Just like you wipe your. Oh, wait. You should do back to front if you're wiping your vagina, right? I thought you were going to say butt, and I thought you were going to say, oh, no, you should do back to front. So I was very concerned, but glad we brought that back around. Well, it's more important. If you if you have a vagina, it's more important. I, I don't think it matters for us front to back or back to front, but for them, it, it's very important. I know, but back to front would just be weird. Yeah, because then you're going to get the shit in your... Uh, okay, anyway, sorry. I kind of want to stay on this for a second. Um, So there's, okay. <laughs> there's a long a debate as old as time. Do you stand up or sit down when you wipe? Oh, um... This is a big one. I, I can't imagine standing up. Do You you don't stand up, do you? Oh, I'm gonna sit down. But I heard someone say, like, recently, like, oh, I stand up. Like, how could you sit down? Are you fucking kidding me? All right, well, the immediate problem I see with this idea is that if you stand up, your butt cheeks and your asshole are gonna close. Like, you want it, you want it spread to wipe if you... Yeah think so i i don't i really don't understand how you could stand up and do it it doesn't really make sense to me so as a child you know i did a little bit of both to see like what uh wiping style suited me sure you know and um i knew that sitting down was the way to go when i had tested standing up and i had clean paper right i sat down did another test dirty paper what does that tell me you're not getting everything when you're standing up Oh, that's a red flag for standing up. Yeah. Yeah. So from that point on, I've been a sit down wiper since. We should probably out anybody who's standing up to wipe. Who who told you about this? Where did you find out about this? Uh, this blasphemy. This. Uh... 
I think it might have been on a, like a random podcast, but I think this is a question. This is going to be a poll on the Instagram. We got to up the engagement. Do you stand down? Uh, stand down. Sit stand down, down, or stand down soldier. Up <laughs> Stop <Yes>. shitting. Stand <laughs> down. Stand down. <laughs> so yeah, that's going to be a poll on the Instagram. Do you? We'll release it Monday with the episode. Yeah. Do you, uh, sit down, wiper, or stand up? And you know, it sounds sort of you know typical because this is a very common question to be asked, but I think it's important. I genuinely think it's an important question. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so back to being depressed in therapy. Where were we before the the poop talk? Um, you were talking about how you were parking front to back in the driveway. Oh, yes. And then we talked about wiping. Okay. So she leaves before me this morning. I'm parked behind her. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal. I woke up and I was like, all right, let's move it. Move the car. Perfect. I start getting ready for work. In my head, I think all the laundry's done. I thought we did all the laundry. I'm picking through, and I'm like, oh, my work shirt. I put it on. It's not clean. That bitch. It wasn't her. Oh. It was It was a me thing. I told myself I was going to do laundry. I thought all the laundry was done. That's okay. on me, not her. So I'm aggravated again. Yep. So I'm running late because I, I need to find clothes. Then I'm taking Ollie outside, and he's taking a little while to poop. And I'm like, fuck, I'm going to be late. I do not like being late. Um, Takes a little while. I bring him in. I'm driving. I have a headache. That could be with the whole depression thing. You know, you had mentioned getting those headaches more frequently when you're depressed. And that's something I didn't know until I read your blog post today. Mm-hmm. So I have a headache. I'm driving to work. I'm aggravated from the start of my day. Running a little late, but the road's open. Let's fucking go. Get to the Jamestown Bridge. Someone decided to get in an accident that day. So I have another 45 minutes until I get to work. So I'm going to be super late. Ooh. People at work understand but I'm still pissed off about it because I'm very fucking tired. And I got a lot of sleep that night. To be honest, I slept a shit ton. Still exhausted in the morning. feel like I can't get out of bed. So just an awful start to the day. Things get better as they go on. I don't even know why I'm telling the story of why my day was shitty, but there was was a reason why I was going off on this tangent. Well, I just mentioned uh, irritability, and I asked if you've been feeling irritable. Oh, no. Okay, so all that happened... All super fucking annoying in the moment. Sounds small, but in the moment, they're very annoying. And I kept it cool. I kept it very cool. Yep. So I'm doing a good job at controlling my reactions when I'm irritable. That's good. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is take it out on the people around you. And that's it's so easy to do that is just take it out on the people that are in your close circle that you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. It's so easy. Even though it has nothing to do with them, you need someone to yell at. And the smallest things will get you aggravated. But you have to realize it's only annoying because I'm irritable in the moment. <sighs> That's true, man. Any other time, this wouldn't be annoying. That's true. And I've had a lot of um, a lot of internal dialogue or monologue about that because uh, I've been getting more irritated with uh, my girlfriend recently. And... and you know, like the same things were happening in the past, but it wasn't annoying to you in that moment. Yeah, that's what I've been trying to figure out more and more is like, damn, would that have really bothered me that much? And probably not. But it's like, it's a symptom of those corrupted thoughts, too. Like, yeah, for example, hmm, how do I say this? All right. Well, I'm I'm going to kind of apologize. She, she listens anyway. So sorry, Tika. <laughs> um, but uh, a few nights ago, we kind of had a talk about this exact same thing because she knows she knows that I've been feeling irritable. I've told her that exact words and she, she says, you know, I know you're in an irritated mood. 
and she said to me, sometimes I don't know what to text you. Uh, I don't know what to say because I don't want to make you irritated. And ironically, her saying that made me very irritated. Um, I think that's a defense mechanism from you, though, because you don't want her to feel like she can't text you certain things because of the mood you're in. Exactly. And that's what I am yeah, trying it's, to explain to her. It's her fault I feel this way. Yeah. Well, yeah. I wasn't saying it was her fault at all, but I was just... I was frustrated um, with with that idea because, I mean, it's a complicated thing, right? Because I've been vulnerable by by showing that side of myself to her, and then I, I don't I know she wasn't trying to do this, and I know this isn't really what she was doing, but in my mind at the time, it was like almost like she's using it against me or or something like that. Like, <sighs> do you know what I'm saying? How do I explain this? Oh, yeah, like, oh, you're doing this because of that. Like, and I feel like a lot of people in relationships can feel or can relate to what I'm saying here. Like, oh, you did that to annoy me on purpose. And it's like, no, I didn't. Well, yeah. Or, it, yeah. It's, it's not like I thought she was trying to annoy me or anything, but it just, it kind of frustrated me. It made, it made me think of myself as like, am I really that hard to deal with? Like, you know that I'm irritated, so now you don't feel like you can speak your mind. And then it made me think of specific examples where I felt like she wasn't doing that. And it kind of it kind of goes to what you were saying. It kind of just the whole thing got blown out of proportion um, in my mind. And uh, I, I don't think it was her fault at all. I think she was trying to be sensitive. But in, in my mind, it it felt like a, a miscommunication. And uh, I was yeah, I was irritable. Sucks. Yeah. And it totally doesn't help because you're irritable as it is and then hearing something like that you're like oh why am i difficult to deal with oh you don't want to do this anymore like like you can't handle me in this moment like the self like you start defending yourself a little bit like oh i that's not on me that's on you like i don't i feel like i can totally relate to that yeah something like that but it's important to realize when you're in those moods and why you're reacting the way you're reacting and i feel like it's something i've been very good at recently like okay i know i'm reacting this way because of this and i even do that in like certain conflicts i'm having whether it's like a disagreement with my wife or anyone else it's like a okay they think this way because of this i understand that that makes sense i cannot be upset with them for that i just need to explain why i feel the way i feel and then we can come to an agreement on the topic yeah, yeah, and I was, and it's it's funny too because I was trying to do exactly that, but just the state of being irritated, like I was trying to say those same things and like deal with it in the same way, but just the energy I was saying it with, and I ended up apologizing the next day. I'm like, sorry, I know I was a jerk, just because the energy I was saying those things with, <clears throat> even though I was trying to be, I was trying to acknowledge the same things. I'm like, I know that I'm being this way, but it just, I was, I was a jerk, just because of that mood. Yeah, it, it's it's very hard to control them in the moment. And it you kind of take it off of you if you're like, I know you said that because of this, but this is why I'm mad. Because you're in the mood to like have a conversation like that and be fired up. It's almost like you crave like the argument. A bit, yeah. And it sucks too because it, it only... Because... No, go ahead. You feel like you'll feel better after like getting it off your chest. Could be, yeah. <clears throat> and it only comes out with the people that you're really close with. Well, it depends who you are, but like I guess I feel comfortable just getting that out with her. Whereas like uh, another friend was, uh, I I felt irritated with him. We were texting, and I just felt like the way he texted me, like it just pissed me off. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get that off my chest with him. 
it just like it didn't seem appropriate or something but for some reason like i feel like oh well she should know better or something i don't know but uh, it just it's just a shame that it comes out with the people that you're closest with yeah and i feel like that comes down to like the relationships you have with the people you're not as close with why you feel like you can't vent like that it's almost like you referenced the jim carrey uh youtube clip about wearing a mask yeah. and like being depressed is like not wanting to wear that mask and like it's it's exhausting you're kind of wearing that mask with those people right yeah exactly yeah and you feel comfortable with tika or in anyone's case your significant other you feel like you can take that mask off for a bit yep yep and what's behind the mask is not so pretty in those moments no it's not gonna be pretty all the time but that, that is what it is. That's for everyone. That's not you in particular. That's for everyone. Everyone has those moments. Yep. yep. We went on for quite a long time about us being depressed, and we had uh, not prepared for this, so I think uh, that's a job well done, wouldn't you say? Sad boy club, checking in. We're fucking back, baby. Yeah. We're back. First episode was self-diagnosing depression. This episode, Chris and Kyle are depressed again. Yep. Buckle up. All right, so... Thank you guys for tuning in. Kyle, any closing words? Um, do we have uh, that new intro yet? Uh, I think Dan's sending it over. Okay. So not Soon. yet. Should be this week. Yeah, not yet. But we are going to have a new intro intro clip. That's yes. cool. And I'm actually going to start recording that thing that we talked about prior to. So. Oh, you mean the uh, the intro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But without the music. We have new music. Uh, I, and are you also going to mention the thing that we were talking about before this podcast, the uh, referral link? Well, we can do that on the next episode. I want, I want to be involved in this. I, I need to, I need to say my piece when it comes to that. Oh, of course, yeah. Just because we're not gonna do that now, I'm still in talks with the sales guy. But um, yeah, we'll talk about that next week when it becomes more of a real thing. And I think it's a good idea. Okay, then I guess I've said all I have to say. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye bye. This is life being bound to love.